0: So before we start the podcast this week, um I think Scott, you're back, but I don't think have you been here since we've started having Miguel and Holly Platypus Posse members leave messages helping us open the podcast?
1: I think I was here for the very first one.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Well, here is another platypus posse uh, (laughs) helping us to start the podcast.
1: Hey, guys. This is Tiana
0: from Valrico. I'm part of the platypus posse. Absolutely love the Uncensored podcast with Miguel, Holly, and Scotty. I know that you'll enjoy it, too. And here it comes, the Miguel and Holly Uncensored podcast. Yes! What a professional. I oh, my gosh. You have
2: no idea. These people are pros.
0: I'm about to say. Well, you can do that, too. Download the free Hot 101.5 app. Leave us an open mic. And when you hear yourself, send me an email, and you're going to get yourself a Miguel and Hollenman. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey,
2: Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom?
1: (laughs) And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. This is the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5. Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, hello.
0: We are back after a Halloween weekend. And I am feeling... um, I knew it was going to happen that I was going to drink probably more than I should. Oh, dear. lord! And then you just feel like your body's like, well, thanks for putting me through it. I appreciate you.
2: And now I'm going to take a full three days to recover. Yes.
0: Oh, gosh. And that's what it's going to be. It's just so crazy how your body, as you get older, the recovery time from doing anything, not just drinking, but just... Working out or existing. Like I talked about <laughs> earlier this morning, <laughs> I slept
2: on not my bed this weekend, yeah. and my back today is like, you thought you oh. thought you were going to sleep on
1: another bed and mm-hmm. be fine.
0: Not today. Tricks. No. So what did you do, Holly?
1: What, Scott? No, I was just thinking because I went, I when I was in Vero, I went for like this, my friend's friend's like band were performing at a bar. So we went, and I was just thinking about how like that feeling of getting older, like we danced our asses off. Like, I just jammed. I was sore the next day from dancing. Well, I just thought of that. It's starting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's starting. I mean, it's like you don't bounce back. And, like, if I do something other than, like, I've been doing Soul Cycle for the past two Saturdays. And,. When I first went, they have like these two pound weights that they have, or dumbbells that they have at the back of the bike. Yeah. And so, part way through, you, for one song, you get the weights and then you do some sort of like, uh, like your boxing or um, crunches or whatever. And at first, the first time I went, I was like, girl. Three-pound, two-pound weights. I was like, do y'all have, like, at least five or ten pounds Uh, or something? uh Like, do you know I can snatch 185 pounds over my head? Excuse me. That's
2: a different thing.
0: Girl, them (laughs) two-pound weights. I am in pain. Like, last week... It was um, like my forearms and like now this week it's like around um what would you call this part? This arm, well, that's, this would be your forearm. forearm. Your forearm. Okay, your so Maybe yeah. it was my shoulder last week and now it's my forearm and yeah. it's just like it's so sore. Nice. I'm like those three pounds weight, they kicked my ass. But you're using muscles that you don't normally use. Correct. And so your body's like, ha, bleep you.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's what my body said after I was in Orlando. I went to Hall- no, <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights wasn't a thing. No. But I did go to Universal. And mainly we wanted to just go for, like, Harry Potter reasons. Mm. And I have those passes where it was like... Uh, you buy a pass and you get the rest of the year free. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not being paid by Universal <laughs> to say this. However, it's a cool thing. So I'm like, might as well use the passes while well. we have them for the remainder of the year. So right. we went. I didn't have my daughter, and we went actually on Halloween. And it was cool. There were a lot of people wearing costumes. Um, it was not as crowded because I was a little worried that it would be super crowded mm-hmm. um, because of the holiday. But it really wasn't. As a matter of fact, we didn't get there until – we went and ate at Antajito's, Mm. which is so good. Like, right when it opened at 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. then after that, we went to the park. So, like, pe- mo- most people were leaving by that point, even though it was open later. Hmm. Um, and so there were still a lot of people, but definitely not the crowd that I, I was sort of expecting. Right. Um, the lines were pretty long for some of the rides. Didn't even go on those. Like, just sat and had a beer at... Um, like the three broomsticks or whatever. Nice. Yeah. And that beer is so good. I know I'm not <laughs> supposed to drink beer on this diet. I had one. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so we just did that, walked around and then we stayed. Um <laughs> our favorite hotels are the <laughs> Rosen brand. <laughs> I'm telling you, like oh they do it up so good. You
0: love this brand, like we need to get one of our salespeople on it so you can endorse them. Like you love Rosen Shingle Creek, I,
2: I, and that's the thing. Like the fit, my favorite is Shingle Creek, but it's not open yet. <laughs> it's not. It's not open yet. They closed down because they're a gigantic, sprawling, like stately hotel that's a little bit removed from Orlando. Because mm-hmm. typically, I think it's a convention hotel, mm. but that's why they have like nine restaurants. And even when they do open later this month, I don't think that they're gonna be at full capacity right like who's going in a big group like that so but there are other Rosen and properties
0: oh and so, which one did you stay at this time for
2: the very first time we stayed at rosen plaza
0: oh rosen plaza
2: loved it oh
0: now where is it close yeah. to shingle creek
2: no it's not close to shingle creek it's no. like right in the heart of of orlando like mm. but near the theme park probably took, oh. took us about eight minutes or something to get to universal from there mm-hmm. um I think it's on iDrive like iDrive or just off of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and it's it's right next to the convention center. Okay. So it's like super close to everything. And they did such a fantastic job with so you know, keeping people socially distant, safe, hand washing the whole nine yards. Um, so it was really good. But but and even though the bed was comfortable, slept there Saturday night, <laughs> came into work this morning, and I was like, Oh, my back hurts. Oh, This is a leftover day from when I wasn't in my own bed Mm. because I'm that years old. Yeah. (laughs) Where my back hurts after um, I sleep in a bed that's not
0: mine. I think, and I've said this before on the podcast, but just getting older is so fascinating because it just feels like sometimes little things will just remind you that like so much time has passed and that it's not like it was before. Like I sometimes still feel like, oh, I'm 28 or, you know, like I'm just not that removed from college. And then I think I was listening to, I mean, in the fact that I was listening to an NPR podcast about politics
2: ah, well, and,
0: you know, old, removed, okay. And they were like these first time voters that are like 19 years old yeah. and they were born this year. And I was like, Oh wait, I'm old. And then they were talking about the percentage of voters between ages 18 to 34, and they were like, "This generation, da da." And I was like, "I'm not even in like the young demo anymore. I'm now in like Welcome that
2: 25-54. It. It's a different box. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different box." <laughs>
0: It's the old box. It's not old. It's not old old box. that's the
2: thing. Like, I would say, like, even my mom doesn't like to call herself (laughs) old, and she's, like, 72. So um, we're not old. Like, in your 30s, you're not old. It's just that you're going through this life, like, a different set of life experiences Mm. that is vastly different from what you had in college and even in your early 20s. Right. So when you see people in college or their early 20s, you're like, we are not the same. No. Doesn't make you old, it just makes it different. Right. Because if you, I just, I say that because if you keep saying we're old, our bodies are gonna start to think it. And I don't want my body to think that. Don't tell it that.
0: What, Scott, at 24, what has been the biggest surprise to you so far in sort of getting older or being an adult, being in the adult world now? And you're what? Two years out of college now? Now
1: I am, yeah, two years. uh, No, a year and a half. A year and a half? Because I graduated 2019 summer. Okay. So I think one, like the real world, ah, just to put it, like it kind of sucks because (laughs) every other time in your life you're put in a group situation where it's like it was very easy to just either join something, make friends, Mm -hmm. create your own path, and then you graduate and that's kind of all just kind of drops off. And literally it's all on you now for everything. And I'm not saying that it's like you're you're able to do it, but it's just not as fun or enjoyable. No. And that's like the biggest thing. It, I knew it was going to happen, but like with friends, as soon as we graduated, of course, people move away and those relationships slowly kind of dwindle down where it's like I see you like once a year. Right. Even though you're still like my best friend, mm-hmm. never see you. And then like trying to make new friends. How do you make new friends when you're not put in a situation where you have something in common? Right. I'm not going to walk up to you at Publix and be like, oh, my God, you like bananas, too? <laughs> yes, friends!
0: Let's be friends! It's just,
1: like, kind of awkward. And so you have to go, go the extra step to make any other acquaintance in your life. And I've kind of done it, but it doesn't get any easier. It's no. just, you know, you learn to just deal with the awkwardness until hopefully— That friendship forms and if it doesn't it's like okay you're just another person on my instagram it's like dating
0: oh god yeah yeah Yeah.
1: i don't even know how that goes
2: yeah but that's the thing it's like it's like you are on a trial not trial like it's like it's like that uncomfortable situation where you're like where is this going Mm. with friends too Mm -hmm. like think about and like the first time you started dating someone new you're like This is exciting. Yes. Is it going to end in a relationship or is it going to end in someone crying? Right. It's like that with friends, too, where you, like, meet someone and maybe you have, like, you know, friend time for a little bit, but then for whatever reason or another doesn't work out with that person. And you're, like, you feel like the same with date because we have, like, blown off on our show every day. You feel like you put in a lot of effort. Right. With nothing to show for it because you're, like, well, that didn't result in, like, my new BFF.
0: Right. No, it's really... Strange. I mean, even I—because I feel like I'm a little bit different being gay because we tend to, like, nest together. And, (laughs) you know, we have this—like, my group of friends, we hang out, like, every weekend. We're at one of each other's houses, and you just expect that you're going to be together. But then I think a few months ago, Abe and I—you know, there was this other couple that I would see out and about before lockdown and all that stuff happened— and we'd always be like, oh, we should all like go on a double date and we should hang out. And so I remember we had our first hangout session with them on their boat. <laughs> and I felt like I was going on a first date.
1: It does. Like
0: Abe and I were like getting ready that morning. And we were like, well, do we know if anyone else is going to be there? Like, do we like, how do we do this? Like, it felt like we were going and we were like going on a first date with another couple. And so we've now hung out with them twice. Uh-huh. But they invited us. And so I keep saying now we need to invite them. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm, like, stressed out, and I'm like, but I don't really know a whole lot of, like, what they like to do, so I'm just like, I don't know what we should do. I'm so scared right now, well, but it is so weird.
2: It's going to drop if you don't do something. Yeah. No, it's
0: true. It's like we have to, like, pony up and be like, all right, y'all want to go get or dinner just, or something? Yeah, or
2: invite them over to the house for dinner or something, right. game night, whatever.
0: I do have this new um, gay game that I bought. It's called <laughs> Cock and Tells. Oh,
2: my- God! What? <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> the hell
0: is yes. that? <laughs> Actually, hold on. This is
2: why gays hang out together so much. <laughs> There's
0: special games. Um, hold on, let me show you. Uh, I got it because I found it. Oh, I sent you. Remember, Scott? I sent you that um, TikTok of the story. It was like the guy putting together the game and like explaining how it was in lockdown. And do you remember that? Are you sure you sent it to me? I, I did. Oh, I did. It was a while ago. But here is the game, Cock and Tells, and then they have next to it a sticker, is which that? is a bottle of poppers.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Oh my well, just you can Google that if you're fascinated uh, on what that is. It's,
1: it's something. It
0: is. It is. Um, see, Scott, do you want to play this with this one night?
1: No, I'm good. I, that's why I like being downstairs. Yeah. I hear all the chatter up there. It sounds fun. It's just <laughs> not
0: really. No, listen. It says a game for everyone, whether you like, uh, sea, oh. tails, both, or just cocktails. This is the ultimate pre-game party starter. 104 cards and opportunities to drink. Um, oh, Wow. Uh-huh. And they have a free digital expansion pack. So you should play this uh, with this. Do you ever feel awkward when all the gays are over? No, no, no.
1: I actually, it's like, it's very refreshing. Like I just said, like when you're, it's hard going out into, especially now because of the pandemic. So I got the crap end of a stick to go into adult life. Right. But I don't have a lot of opportunities to go meet a lot of people. So when people come to the house, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Cool. And usually, like 80% of the time, I'm in a pretty social mood. So I'll go and just chat for a little bit. And that's kind of like, okay. Other people, I'm meeting other people, and it's almost like I'm putting my social skills back to work, right? Mm. Which is nice. So, I don't ever feel awkward. Actually, it's very refreshing. I'm actually very happy I don't live alone because I thought when I was going to move out of college, I was like, all right, well, let me just get my own place. Mm. Thank God I didn't do that the first step because I would be effed right now, just absolutely mentally worn out yeah. being alone all the
0: time. I think because Holly, you lived by yourself right after college, I did, and I did too for that first year. And I do remember there being like some pretty low points where I just remember like when I was really, really poor and I was working two jobs and I just remember making my like macaroni and cheese and like I made it on like a Sunday and I had that and hot dogs to eat all week. And I just remember in my sitting in my empty apartment with like no money, I was tired as hell and eating the macaroni and cheese for like the fourth day and I was like, I don't like being an dull This isn't fun. I
2: know. I I think the most interesting thing that happened when I finally like got settled in, I l- moved into my little apartment, my very first one. Um, it was summer, so that had been like what you graduated in May. So mm-hmm. like a couple months had gone by, and I'm over there by myself, and that was shocking to me how much time I spent alone because mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends in the city right. that I was living in at that point, and so I was like. I would get home from work, which I worked until about five every day. So I would get home from work and keep in mind, I didn't have to be to work until about nine. I did a midday show. Mm. So I I had from like, I didn't have to go to bed until midnight. Oh my gosh. Or like even later if I really wanted to. So I would be like, what do I do? do right right now like i legit didn't know what to do i remember i went to the library because like i'm a bookworm (laughs) yeah so i went to the library and i remember getting some book and i had like a hammock from college that i shoved out on the little ass balcony that i had because i was on the second floor apartment or third and i would set the i set the uh hammock up and i opened my new book and i read that for about 45 minutes and after that i was like I'm so bored. Mm, what mm-hmm, do I mm. what do I do? And it was like, at that time that I finally, like, got into some TV shows because I had nothing else. Like, that's when I got into Lost.
0: Oh, wow. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, that makes sense because that's when I used to, like, watch Big Brother, like, religiously. You have your shows.
2: that I, I started having shows. Like, that's when I got into Lost. I got into this one show called North Shore that was only on for one season, which I was so sad about. Mm. It was, like, this young group of um, executives on Hawaii. Oh. And at at that point, I started plotting my move to a beach one day because mm. I was like, they're so fancy and, like, <laughs> professional. Yeah, That's going to be me. Yes. So I watched that. And then, like, as the years went by, I collected shows, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. Any show that I could watch because I was like, I need something. Right. I didn't – and social media was not what it even is now. So I was just like, I don't know. I guess you're just bored and alone a lot as an adult.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember I worked so much. Like, I – produced this conservative news talk morning show on uh, News Radio 1290 WTKS with Savannah's (laughs) Morning News with Bill Edwards and (laughs) I mean we've talked about politics before I am nowhere near conservative and so I produced it and I did the traffic reports and so it was just so painful (sighs) because I would sit there and just listen to him like go on about conservative politics and like not whatever um, ah. And just I would want to fact check him and be like, well, Bill, let me actually explain to you. But all I could do was be like, all right, so here's how traffic's looking on I-16. And I think they let me do like an entertainment report or something like oh. that. That was like so out of place on that show. Yeah. Um, but I, I would be there from like. 5 a.m., and I had to be there till 3 p.m., oh. and then I would drive across town, and then I would work at Barnes & Noble three days a week from, like, 4 until close, and it would close at, like, 10, 10.30. Yeah. Um, and then the other two days, I would work at the TV station, and I was a camera person, and so I'd have to be there for the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and then the 10 o'clock news at night. So I was just tired a lot. Like, mm. I oh. don't even remember just... Having a lot of downtime and the times that I did, I was just like, what am I doing? Like That's the
2: thing. I had more downtime than you because I didn't have those second or third jobs, but I was busy every weekend and I was glad for that because yeah. I worked so much for the station on the weekends
0: mm. and it was like
2: perfect for them because I'm like this single person coming up in there, young, single, and they're like, oh good, you can do all this shit that nobody wants to do. Everywhere. So that was always my thing on the weekends. I always had stuff, but like those weeknights, I would just be like. I'm just gonna eat food and watch shows.
0: Wow. I mean, but do you feel like, Scott, because of technology and it's so different? Because I'm trying to think, when I graduated college, I did buy my first iPhone, but you didn't have apps. It couldn't take pictures, the first one. (laughs) I mean, it was basically like. uh, Like, What
2: the fuck did it do? It was
0: like a shitty computer, like, because even the internet didn't really work well on it. Because I remember one time, like, I found Safari. And I was like, yeah, no knew what that was. how do you go to websites and like websites weren't configured for mobile yet. And no. so you'd have to like, so it was like just impossible to really stay fully connected with people. Yeah. So I feel like y'all have it a little bit easier because you have so many ways to do that.
1: I feel like it's yes and no. I'll say yes first because I've thought about this and I actually utilized it finally because we all are on apps and social media and like Instagram, let's say, for saying I got to a point where I was like, dude. I just want to do something active with people. And I put on my Instagram, I was like, anybody want to play tennis? Mm. like to have Whoever sees my story, like, I don't know. Like, okay, if we know each other, heck yeah. If we want to take a risk and form a relationship, heck yeah. But I was like, let's just see what DMs I get. And luckily, like, I got a bunch of cool DMs and actually started to form, like, friendships, like genuine friendships, not just your Instagram friend, but, like, somebody you actually go out with and actually got a tennis buddy who we we were kind of friends before, but this kind of gave us something of, like, what are we friends that we do? Right. We play tennis. Because I'm not, I go out, but I don't go out a lot. I'm right. like, okay, ooh, I'm feeling frisky. Let yeah, me go out. Yeah, get a little socialization. <laughs> don't do that a lot. But- Scott goes, I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> Let's play tennis. <laughs> uh- <laughs> you were
0: 24 fucking years old. No, it's just- <laughs> like, I'm feeling frisky. When I was 24, I was like, I want to get fucking wasted. Oh Everyone- Scott's <laughs> like, I want to get
1: Risky. Everyone's journey is different.
0: <laughs> hey, Mine you know, is real different.
1: And that might change again. I'm going through many different like metamorphoses. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a, little, a caterpillar. Exactly. But wait, can all,
0: you, what? I'm sorry, hold on, real quick. Like, can you imagine the day that Scott like it, if he goes crazy one day and he's just like, I want to go out all the time. And then he like becomes that person on the show where he like comes in, he's like hungover, like wrecked. wrecked, and he's like, I could still be drunk.
1: I don't
2: know, I'm not i am not going to judge. No. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that.
1: Yeah. But I see me going a little crazy, but I don't see me like I don't. I'm not one that's like, oh, let me go get trashed every night just because like the next day I'm like, oh, yeah, right. so throws bad, me off. and then my mind's like, you punk.
0: Well, you're so in tune with yeah. your body more so than I was. Not, I just
1: exactly. I put my body
0: through the ringer. I yeah. was like, I hope you're ready for this ride, girl. I just
1: thought everybody
2: puked the day after. I mean, I really just <sighs> thought like I probably gave myself alcohol poisoning once a week. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, like I just. I, Uh, I wasn't very wise, you know. Do you ever
0: get embarrassed, Holly, when you think about some of your drunk shenanigans from back then? Because I sometimes feel a slight regret about some of the things that I did, and I'm like, God, what a mess.
2: Yeah, I was a complete (laughs) messy human for Mm. several years, and I don't know why. I I, I probably could, you know, therapy that out and dig it out and figure it out. But, um. Yeah, I've had several different—and this is interesting, too. I've had several phases in my life when I've gone a little nuts. Mm. And it all, I think, comes down to mental stuff. And my friend Aaron and I were talking about this um, as just one part of life. There's a reason it's a stereotype. When you get divorced, you lose your mind a little bit and go crazy. It's because it's true. Like, sometimes stereotypes are that way for a reason. Absolutely. And we were both talking about how, like, you know, we had different but similar post-divorce experiences because it's like you lose your your anchor for a minute. And Mm. when that happens, all bets are kind of off. Like, I remember I was still, like, a responsible adult, but I was also, I had, like, lost my mind a little bit. Mm. Same thing I think happened in college where – it's like I discovered freedoms that I never knew existed before and so I went too hard. Right. Or like, I don't know, like various times in your life you have these up and down points, but yes, I'm absolutely mortified by some of this stuff that I did. Even as like little as when when we were here, like in 2016, Mm. that was my post-divorce crazy phase. Yeah. Just, Miguel, you just, just, fine. You know it. Yeah. But you have to realize like when you're in it, It's not like you can just talk logic to the person and be like, hey, you seem to have, uh, you know, lost your mind a little bit. Yeah. Right. But you have to work yourself out of that.
0: Right. And I feel like for you, when you went through that, I mean, you can listen to those episodes from the podcast from back then (laughs) and just hear that you were trying to you were trying to find out who you were in this new normal after your divorce and going through heartbreak, and you were like, I don't know who Holly O'Connor is, and I'm trying to figure it out. Because it was like, you know, for so long, you were Holly O'Connor from the radio, who was married, who now had a child. and The life that
2: I had built to make it look good for everyone else didn't exist anymore. And so I was like, well, what is that?
0: make me. Who am I?
2: I literally didn't find that out until like about a year ago or so. Right. Because I've been working really hard in therapy to figure that out. And it's kind of a scary process. Very liberating. But also for me, and I'm a little bit different because of the way I was raised with like the codependency and the enmeshment and all that other stuff that led to why I had no idea who I was. But I do feel like a lot of people have a little bit of that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like recently I've been going through that where I'm trying to, like, I feel like I'm ready for the next phase of life. Mm -hmm. But I don't know exactly what that looks like. Like, to me, it's little things. Like, this whole hat thing that I went through recently where I bought this new hat.
2: Oh, Did you wear the hat this weekend?
0: I did. I wore it out. uh, We went to a friend's house Friday night, and that was, like, my first time out of the house. And my friend whose house we went to, he's very fashion forward, and he was like, Bitch, did you wear this just so you could, like, get comfortable with it? I was like, absolutely. Like, I just wanted to go to your house and just feel it out. And so then we went to brunch Saturday uh, to Bonefish and I wore it there and I don't know why, like I thought in my mind someone's going to be like, you look stupid or you look good and of course nobody said anything. Yeah,
2: that's the
0: thing. Right, like nobody cares about it as much as you do but in your mind you're like, does anyone see my new hat I have on? (laughs) Is anyone looking? (laughs) Do you see? I have a hat on and I've never worn it. Every time I
2: did my hair some different color I'd be like, did anybody see it's pink today? (laughs) How about today? It's red. I got Anybody? a little crazy tucked in. There's purple. Hey like girl, yeah. no, nobody notices.
0: Right, exactly. So, but I feel like this is one of the first moves mm-hmm. I'm making in sort of changing. Um, you know, or evolving into whoever and whatever is the next phase of Miguel Fuller, because I, I feel it happening. But
2: I feel like that's where Scott's at, too. Absolutely. And it, there's a major shift that happens, especially post-college mm. as you're you're like sorting out real life. And like I said, like so my first job after college, I was there for about three and a half, four years. And it took that whole span of time. In fact, for a while, I used to think of my life in four-year increments. Yeah. Because that's Mm -hmm. what schooling does to you. Right. Like, you're just in this institution of, like, every four years, there's a turnover. So, for the first four (laughs) years after graduation, I was like, well, this is my, you know, the first year. This is my freshman year in the real Mm -hmm. world. Then I'm a sophomore. And then by the time you're a senior in the real world, you're like, oh, wait, what comes next? Well, I moved. Then I moved to Florida. Yeah. That was a whole different thing. So, it's like you go through these waves of new experiences, um, changing, not values, but maybe like beliefs or mm-hmm. or uh, thro- throw out things that aren't working for you anymore, adapt new things that do seem to align with who you are, and it does seem
1: to follow like these little four-year waves for at least a while.
0: Do you feel that, Scott?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'll say right now, like I am- I'm in a wave of just, I feel myself changing. I feel myself changing what I love, what I want to do. Like I literally, I catch myself as I talk to people about my visions and my dreams and everything like that. I like, I slowly see how my words are starting to change and what's now at the top, what's not at the top, what is not as big of a priority as it once was like six months ago. Right. And I see it and I'm okay with it. It is just so interesting as I'm like, okay, this is happening and I'm okay with it. And I think as, like, you know, I like the whole platypus uh, posse that we have. I like how people say that. I'll say for the posse, like, I could see myself making some big changes coming pretty soon just with, like, who I am and what I do with Mm. just my life in general. And, I mean, I'll definitely be more open about it as, like, time goes on, but I feel it now. Mm. I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, deep down, something's kind of evolving. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to turn out to be. But, but it's that's there. the beauty of it. Right. You
2: don't have to right now.
1: Yeah. The clouds are gathering. It's
2: a, oh, Miguel. Mm-hmm. Can you give a little, really quick, before you give backstory on mm-hmm. clouds are gathering, think about too, Scott, when you were in college, like I knew you in college, like I have this <laughs> great knowledge of you. But from, what the, from the stories that you've yes. shared, I mean, you went to college thinking, I am going to be, what, a physical therapist? Yes. You're in it. That's what you started with. You're like, this is my thing. And then yeah. like over the course of those four years, you're like, wow, not only is that not my thing, it's yep. like super different from what my thing actually is mm-hmm yeah and you had this transformation same thing happens post college I feel like for most people absolutely or if they didn't go to college high school or whatever you know what I mean Miguel clouds gathering go
0: I've always felt before Holly and I have made a big move in our careers or life change, I always say that I feel like the clouds are gathering, like, you know, like the day before a storm happens when maybe it gets a little humid when it hasn't been. And you can kind of feel the moisture in the air and you can see the atmospheric changes happening. I have felt that before we've made big changes in our careers before. And that's probably what you're feeling is the clouds are gathering for you in hopefully a good way.
1: I th- I would hope a good way. It's just it's weird now because I knew it would kind of happen as soon as I – because I just turned 24. Right. And I had this whole – and again, the more you say things, you're going to believe them. It's just going to feel like it. Like I knew as soon as I turned 24, I'd be like, okay, bitch, like you're now not just after college. It's like now you're just kind of a 20-year-old that's figuring out life. Right. You're not like just post-grad. You've been out for over a year. Now what? Right. And so it's not even like I'm like antsy to like make a ton of money anything right now, but it's like, huh. Girl, because it takes a while. Well, it's more like, all right, time to really like put some moves in order, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. start making action plans and do things, or just like, not even. I don't need to use f word there, but just live life Mm. honestly, like just do some stuff Mm -hmm. because, boop, all of a sudden I don't like, you know, I don't want to look back and be like, damn it, why didn't I do those things? Right. So right now, all of those thoughts are like right on the tip of my head of like, better do it now.
0: It's time. Yeah. Before we end the podcast today, because this will be the last time that we talk to you on the podcast before the election. Ah, yes. um, I wanted us to go around and quickly talk about why voting is important to you. And maybe you are someone that hasn't voted or maybe you're registered, but you're like, eh, my vote doesn't count. Why does it matter? Um... I wanted us to just sort of talk about why voting is important for us. Mm. Um, Anybody want to go first?
1: I mean, I could go first because I'm like kind of the newest voter. Mm -hmm. This was the first time I really dove into doing research on the people I was voting for. Right. And honestly, like over the past four years, like what I've learned is, you know, we elect these people. And I guess when I was kind of coming up, I didn't realize how much power like a single person could have and how it kind of goes up this chain. And if you have the wrong person in the wrong position and they vote something through or they say no to something, it could impact a huge amount of lives all in one vote. One person says one thing. Or in just the fact of, you know, I've always loved and looked up to great leaders and how someone approaches a situation or leads, that creates the culture. And for me, personally, I see a culture of a country that, We're just hurting. We're divided. We hate each other from one side of the street to the other. And it's like that all comes down from the top. Right. You have to have someone that's willing to stand there and speak to the nation as a whole, not one side red or blue. It doesn't matter what color you are. It matters you're all here for the same reason, to be a good American, and live the life that you deserve to live. And if you don't do the research and you don't follow your rights as a voter— all of those things get stripped, and we see it right now. And one of the things that I had a conversation with a friend was, he's like, well, we're not in a war right now overseas. I'm like, well, we're kind of a war in our own country. Yeah, We literally have people on one side of the street and the other fighting Mm -hmm. in our own walls. We all have the same mission, I would hope, but we just go about it in the wrong way because we don't have the right voice leading us. Right. So for me, as soon as I dove in and I started looking at the people I wanted to vote for, I realized that a lot of people don't go into these positions for the right reasons. Yeah. As scary as that is, and I was doing research, and I saw people that didn't have anything filled out. They didn't do interviews. They didn't have certain surveys done. They didn't have questions answered, but they were on the ballot. And I realized if I didn't do the research, I would just kind of bubble them in, and this person might not give a damn about me. They don't care about my county, what's going to happen in the world. They just want their name to be on a list for some certain power. That part's scary. If you have somebody just for power instead of what you need for your well-being of your life, we're all going to be in a worse situation. So taking the time to actually put the people in position of the rights that we've had, and I've realized that it's like, damn, what a privilege to be able to, like, what a right to just vote. Right. Because it's not like that as much as I've pretty much only been in America. It's not like that all over the world. No. And, so, and it wasn't always like that it here. It, yeah, there's – People that haven't had that for, you know, not even a hundred years. Right. Mm-hmm. We have this power now. We have to use it for the well being of your life. It impacts your life. Yeah. That's crazy to see how just in a couple years, people's whole entire life could be flipped upside down because of just a couple people that got bubbled in on a ballot. Holly. Same.
2: Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm not I it's so hard to to make someone see that their vote counts if they're firmly believing that it doesn't, but it just does. I mean, like, yeah, we have the electoral college, and that's shitty, and, you know, I'm hoping that in the future the way that our country runs elections will change because I just don't think that that's a thing that we should be doing anymore, personally. But I digress. Um, You know, I was telling Michael today... That uh, doing my prep for the show, I came across this thing called election cake Mm. um, where they used to make it like back in the day, back in the day, like New England states would do it because election day and voting used to be actually a pretty massive holiday, Mm -hmm. but only the white men could vote. So with property. Correct. It wasn't even all white men that could vote. It was very limited amount of people that they're like, oh, y'all go ahead and vote. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the women uh, who were over here, like trying like having ideas about what their country should look like, not being able to express them. And I'm like reading the history of this election cake. So it's like they would bake like pounds and pounds and pounds of this cake. Mm -hmm. I mean, it called for like dozens of eggs like they made it on a mass scale because the women would then go to the lines at the polling places and deliver cake to these men that were voting but you realize like when the women would go be like oh hey mr johnson i brought Mm. you some cake how are you feeling about article two or whatever (laughs) so that was like a sly way to actually have a little bit of influence at those polls and i'm like bitches had to bake cake just to try to get someone's ear mm-hmm. so the whole story of reading that this morning i was like the fact that i'm afforded the right to vote and it is my duty to do so is not lost on me right um you know and and it should be that way for anybody even those white men who had the privilege and honor to do it back then should still feel you know and have passed down through generations the pride in which you do feel to go take part in your in, in that in that privilege right because like scott said a lot of countries just don't or even back in the day when people had like monarchies and and there wasn't a parliament to offset it like you didn't get a voice you know who your next leader was the kid that popped out of that guy's wife
0: yep. no matter who or what sort right? of level of competence or intelligence they had
2: correct uh so we have a really cool system in our country that how it works is by you voting so Vote.
0: I recently listened to this podcast that sort of told the story of Frederick Douglass, Mm. the abolitionist from back in the day. Um, And there was some stuff that I I learned from the podcast. But one of the stories they told towards the end of it after they talked about, you know, Frederick Douglass went around and talking about voting and trying to get gain the, the right for black people to be able to vote and then for women to be able to vote. Um, And then how we went into the Jim Crow era where we could black people could vote, but they weren't allowed to because of what people in the South would do to prevent them. And they told the story about how this one guy, he went to go vote. And I believe this was in like the 50s or 60s. And they had a sign outside that said something to the effect of all whites can vote. If you're black, you will be shot. And he went and he was like, I'm going to exercise my right to vote. I'm going to vote. The next day, nothing happened. The day after that, nothing happened. The third day, there's a knock on the door. There is a literal firing squad in front of his house and they shot him Mm. for voting. So when people say, well, my vote doesn't matter, I think about that's one story out of How many other Mm. I've never really talked to my grandma about what she experienced back in the day or my older family members where she saw where one day she could could not vote. And then the next day she could. Yeah. That has happened in her lifetime. So when I hear people say, well, my vote doesn't count or I'm too busy or it doesn't really matter, I think about all those people and the stories that we don't know who died just for us to be able to walk into that room and cast a vote and have our voice be heard. Exactly. So to me, that is one of the highest honors that we have as Americans is to be able to have a say in what we do or who we are are electing to represent us.
2: Because that's what it is.
0: Absolutely. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you haven't voted, hopefully you're registered, do vote. Now, granted, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I think we've clearly talked about it enough to know. We have it.
2: Now. I have this endorsement going on where I will get...
0: Exactly. <laughs> so you, so <laughs> I'm not going to say that you know who you should, but just go vote. Yes, please. All right, Holly, What's all your social
1: media, girl?
2: Radio Holly <laughs> on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And Holly on Hot1015 on Facebook.
1: Scott Tablin. At Scott. Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. And I'm like 50 away from 10K on Oh, Insta. really? Yeah, I'm like right there.
0: Oh, my gosh. Then you can finally get the swipe up feature. I know. Let's do this. Yes, we're going to make this happen by I'm uh, put it on tomorrow. my
1: Instagram and make
2: sure people follow me. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, you can find me, Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R, on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Facebook, all those wonderful places, and Twitter. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, you can always just send me an email, Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com. And please make sure it would help us out so much to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. You can also listen on Spotify and the Hot 1015 app. We'll see you Wednesday. Catch up, catch, up. catch
2: up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored
1: podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify,
0: and Apple Podcasts. Search
1: Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.